Hello, and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. Um, the most, what's it called? I feel like we have the by far the uh, smallest percentage of a really big fan base um, in our current podcast, but it's a very dedicated one because um, uh, our Discord just nonstop talking. All right, you know those sleeping Discords, the ones that like nothing's going on ever you know like brock esports well we're not like that all right we're <laughs> we always have some kind of chatter some kind of thing going on um so definitely be sure to join um wow so you want to talk about this a little bit actually yep there is currently like what uh let me do quick math quick math uh 11. 13 people including oh, okay. the patreon bot in our in our discord um and it's been really popping for the past like i don't know a week or so however long it's been up um with like i don't know i've I've played a lot of games with people uh anyone's just like pops on being like hey want to want to play a game and i'll be like yeah i'm down for a game a little bit get some threes i've gotten a couple four games some uh some two v twos going on it's a lot of fun if you want to join do it it's great <laughs> you can talk with us you can talk with whoever else and uh play some random rock league with some actually really widespread uh people you yeah, can even all right on a rare occasion all right find um you know the most uh infamous rocky sports rocket league player uh voltsy as combo likes to talk all lurking in the discord so you can add him and we'll see what happens you know maybe you can sure. maybe you can get him angry you know and then and then we'll have some fun uh, <laughs> currently playing rocket league <laughs> i feel like i feel like officially at this point me like calling out Volte at some point can be added to the list of the drinking game. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, us talking about the drinking game is going to be added to the <laughs> to the drinking game. I like it. I like it. Um, we also have combo. Combo's back. Hello. I am back. Hello, hello. Um, combo, you know, traveler. traveling the traveling man. Um, Gotta love when your company ships you around Canada. It's a good time. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was actually ASAP Weekly that sent comp. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> budget's growing. Our budget's growing, you know. Those patrons, they're really helping out here. It's like it's almost like, uh, you know, I convinced a whole bunch of uh, investors that um, these five scrub Call of Duty players can go to Atlanta um, <laughs> and flying them would be a good idea. Um, what? What did I say? What? Um, anyway. I feel Super like... Cool. Rocky I feel sports. like one person will get that joke and they probably don't listen to this podcast. It was me. Don't worry, I got it. You got it? <laughs> Perfect. All right. Um, anyway, don't worry. We'll use your money wisely. Um, we'll buy pizza. Uh, boom. Done. Yep. All right. I think I actually once in the original Patreon iteration actually put that. I think I actually put pizza. Like that was... That was, was that the, the gro- that, that was the growing concern of... <laughs> Oh yeah, you had the the bias pizza for a day, bias uh, groceries for, oh, for a yeah. month or something. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, a lot of different tiers like that. It was great. <laughs> it was great. You know what? I think our tiers are much better. You know, um, <laughs> now there's actual things behind it. Well, and they might be getting better. Which, speaking of which, let's announce what our announcement was from last week. Right? We teased. <laughs> we teased a little bit. We teased a little bit else. Um, the second tease, I think, was one of the topics, so we'll have that. Uh, but the first one was about the Patreon. So for our current patrons, there's six of you. Speaking of which, I should definitely uh, bring them up so I can mention them uh, as I shuffle through and try to find my phone. Um, but what we're going to be doing is for the month of August, because we did say August was off. Um, it's only mm-hmm. actually four weeks now that we've looked at it. Um, but for four weeks, um, what's going to be happening is instead of a regular release of a podcast what we what will we what we will be releasing is um is a five minute commentary with me and wabbits that's kind of more jokey um (laughs) and uh like a 10 minute kind of review by combo of one replay from each of our patrons um so that's pretty cool talk about that as i find the list of patrons (laughs) (laughs) I believe in you. You can find this list. You gotta help. You gotta help me. All right. This is listen. Listen. There's only one thing that endears people to us, and it's the um, seeming like preparedness that then absolutely falls apart. <laughs> the we start with a topic list, and then it quickly turns to talking about random other things. <laughs> it started off prepared, and then it just completely diverged. That's what we do. 
<laughs> so for the uh for the you know next month or so in august not the next two but the weekend after so three weeks from now right that's what we agreed on yeah that's um, uh that's the sixth we'll be, i believe of yeah august. that's when we'll be, we'll be doing the uh the casting me and flash was kind of ask uh the the patrons that we're going to be doing whether or not they want us to, to roast them or to make them seem like absolute gods or do like super professional you, casts. no no yeah. listen no no you when you send in the replay you got to tell us what kind of cast you want all right we'll do yep. whatever yep. style yeah um, completely up to you guys and uh yeah we'll just go along with it and do whatever we do best in 1860s then british humor casting <laughs> well that's gonna be fun good luck <laughs> All right, so our patrons are as follows. Alex from Michigan, all right. Um, TK, Thomas Knight. Uh, we got um, Mr. C as a new patron. Um, we also have, as I'm going through here, uh, we also have... Feeding that kitty. Feeding that kitty, of course, of course. Um, we have uh, also Poor Judgment 26. And... We go. Is that it? I'm Mike. missing someone. Mike. Yeah. I think sure the reason I'm missing Mike is because he has a different name on Patreon that was really throwing me off. But it's it is I'm Mike. Sure. Mike Soccer Ball something. All right. Um, <laughs> those are yeah. So oh, it's Car Soccer Ball. Yes, I remember. Yes, that. yes, yes. <laughs> um, so I need each of you send one replay that you want casted and analyzed. All right. It's not two. All right. You got to choose one. All right. We're making it a little more. <laughs> A little more streamlined, just to make sure we can pump them out in August. Um, but yeah, we're, we're really excited. And that's kind of the plan for August. Hopefully hold you down. Um, the podcast version, just the audio version of that, will be released regularly. Um, instead of the podcast, I guess. Uh, mm -hmm. And we're hoping to entice people maybe to watch the replay if they want to. Um, but I'm sure even from listening, like it might be entertaining, hopefully. Anyway. Anyway, it's better than just like going like air silent for four weeks. So that's kind of the, the uh, compromise I guess we're making. Um, and I think I think for myself and Wabbits, um, we're probably going more vacation. But for Combo especially, I think uh, it's gonna be a good way for him to be able to kind of settle, settle his job and all that. And uh, he oh, told yeah. me he had a hell. August, September always. Yeah, so. hell hell of a month for those two months. So um, we'll kind of ease him back in. Uh, when September starts, um, yeah, I think that's enough enough talk about. Uh, I feel like this is always our like you know cleaning up and and now some board things. So I think it's enough of that for this week. Um, maybe next week we'll talk about some future plans we might have about the tears. <gasps> Teaser TM. Um, all right, let's get to the show. Uh, we let's do have right a couple. Into the news. Running. Oh, okay. Well. Um, I hope that's not a trademark. No. Uh, <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, remember when Taylor Swift uh, trademarked this sick beat and then everyone got mad at her? Yes. Anyway, what a time to live in, alright? What a time. Um, that was your only pop uh, popular uh, reference for the day. Um, we'd like to keep it esports centric. Speaking of uh, popular references in esports, um, Fairy Peak got a haircut, which is by far the biggest news. Um, oh, it's so big. It's amazing. He looks it's not so big anymore, actually. It's not. <laughs> it's the opposite, but he looks so good. <laughs> I'm, I, he should just really reconsider his career, because um, before he was a hair model, and now he can uh -huh. be a, like an everything model, you know? Yeah. Like that. <laughs> Did you see those Pantene commercials that, like, the fake Pantene, and it was just, like, Fairy Peak in the middle inserted between, like, the random girls? That they usually have. It was. I have it was... not seen those. Those sound amazing. I also feel like I don't know why hair, Head and Shoulders haven't like touched on this yet. Um, but but yeah. Um, speaking of which, Combo left because he heard we were talking about Fairy Pig. He's like, Nah, we I gotta get out of here. He actually said before this was the topic he least wanted to talk about, so he oh. dipped. All right, and he won't know this because he dipped. Wav is here. Perfect. We're making fun of him. And he uh -huh. won't ever know unless he re-listens to the podcast, which but, he does. Which he does, <laughs> but he won't remember this next week, and that's all that's important, right? Um, <laughs> He'll just call us out at some point while he's listening to it. <laughs> that well, you know, it's anyway. He can call us out next week. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna keep going. You can go uh, mm. find this picture of Fairy Peak. Uh, it's on his uh, 
on his Twitter. On Go his check Twitter. him out. Yeah. Go check him out, literally. Yeah. All right. Do it. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, moving on to the next big piece of esports news, which is slightly not as important as Fairy Peaks haircut, but still. Oh, what is the next piece of news, Wabbits? Um, I'm hoping that combo comes back fast so you can talk about it. Nah, but I can talk it's... about this. To tell me about it. I'm proud of you. Uh, so Splice is basically moving away and never cut well possibly never coming back they're yeah they're leaving the Rocket League scene um, so the organization Splice put it out on the Twitter recently I don't know when it was um, that they were leaving they were uh, saying thank you to all their players but uh, they're done they're leaving they're, they're out they're out it's, it. it's well you know what it's interesting about Splice because Splice is always it's a team that has done relatively well for themselves, but the way they garnered a lot of their fame mm-hmm. is they'll just buy really good, like, hot teams or the best teams they can at the time and hope they do well. Oh, okay. Um, like in other, in other games? Yeah, so, like, there's some, there's, some, there's some organizations that they'll start in a particular game that's always a focus, and, like, they mm-hmm. define themselves and they build a roster and all that and all that. Um, but in a lot of games, Slice will literally just be like, okay, we want to, to expand our brand, we want to have, like, top four teams in all these different esports, just to, just to have that, like, fan base, right? Um, which is not a bad idea, right? But it also yep. becomes very much driven by, like, listen, results. like, we need, we need results because literally our the definition of our brand is you're a top player. Mm-hmm. We have top, they, they will go on, like, obscure games, all right? Which I won't mention. <laughs> sure. Um, no, that that could have been a dig at a certain game. It could not be a dig at a certain game. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> no, they they uh, but Splice in general, um, at least at least from what I've seen, uh, they are very much okay. We want to. It's about creating a brand, especially when they're new in this scene. Um, any thoughts on that? Wabbits. Actually, let me let me not say wab. Let, let me not say thought because I was re- I was recently talking about this. All right, mm-hmm. the worst question, and I, I do this all the time because it's it's a natural transition, but it's bad leading. Does that make sense? <laughs> but asking someone for their thoughts is actually just a bad question. Like, you have you ever have anyone say, uh, you know, what are your thoughts? It's just not like it doesn't lead them anywhere. So. They can say literally like anything. What they need to do, yeah. Yeah, and they'd be like, oh, "I don't care about that." I don't <laughs> care about that. Yeah, they can. Um, they can literally talk about it. If you want to transition, <laughs> not nah, combo. Yeah, combo. What do you think about what I said about splice, which you didn't hear? So I will repeat really quickly. Um, pretty much, pretty much. Gosh. I was just saying that a lot of the, um, a lot of splice esports ventures, like other, a lot of the ventures in esports tend to be oh let's sign some like someone like teams that are hot or teams that are gonna be hot like finishing high just to boost our mm-hmm. brand is this something that you find uh is common to splice uh yeah, yeah like they um it, it, i'm sure uh, any of the especially like the patrons are the bit bigger fans of this when they hear the news that splice is leaving rocket league um they i i would expect that they are excited to hear my my rant or opinions on that based on what i've <laughs> talked about previously um and i a little hot take here um i'm actually really sad that they're leaving like that um they are a uh they i think you've described it well like they're an org that tends to find either of a, a, a hot team in itself that, that is really good and across the board in other esports so like um a couple of the the other esports that i kind of dabble in watching um they're, they're almost in all of the big ones and they tend to have quite competitive teams and it doesn't surprise me that a response here would be like oh well like our team was good enough to make our lcs but was barely good enough to win a match and now they are kind of seeming up in the air and so we're like yeah we're out of this um I was actually, uh, when I saw saw the announcement today, um, I, I didn't see the official announcement, and we were talking about it before the show, but I saw a, an article of saying like why Splice leaving Rocket League is a bad idea. And it was a really interesting article, and uh, it was more uh, talking about like the, the money and the idea of like not giving their roster enough room to grow and time to grow as a roster. Um, I actually really, I, I disagree with that. Um, I just never found that Splice meshed that well. 
um, mm-hmm. that like like I for instance like I really dislike how dude with the nose plays and I, I like I dislike the, the persona that he puts forward. But I guarantee he could mesh better because he's such a heavy defenseman. He, I guarantee he could be- mesh better with a team that has a little more offensive prowess than we saw between Jay Wiz and uh, Karma. So uh, I think if given the opportunity, uh, Splice probably could have made moves instead of just full on leaving um with a rather short statement in my opinion i don't know if you actually read the tweet or not um earlier but um <laughs> it was literally just a we are uh, we're announcing our departure for rocky league esports <laughs> that was it that was like, yep. all right sounds good <laughs> bye yep. um but yeah I, I, if i can give like a personal opinion i'm actually uh, i'm i'm quite sad they they're uh, a lot of i really like their organization i i like what a lot of their teams in other sports um happen to not like their rocket league team and uh yeah so I, I hope they come back i hope they pull a chiefs and uh, like two weeks later they're like we're back <laughs> so we'll see actually now that you mentioned the chiefs um there's kind of a interesting three different options of what arcs can do when they leave where the chiefs had a really good way to leave um and then they happened to come back but they left on pretty good standings uh they fully transitioned the team to a different um a different organization and you know went from there uh, we have Splice, who just completely cut ties. And, See you. Yeah, but just, just a straight, as they're walking out, they just wave and say bye. Um, but then we also had uh, EG, where they didn't actually leave, but what they did was they were like, we are completely changing everything. Um, and I, I just kind of thought that the Splice uh, was really similar to EG in the fact that they both did bad in the big tournaments that they were hoping for, and they weren't... Uh, you know, being a top tier team that they were expecting, or at least that their brand is uh, want to do. But Splice just left, and EG was like, "Okay, we're gonna stay with the scene, but now we need a new team." Hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, it's really tough because esports rotates a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. There is no development period. That's when you're already in the top league in our, in our LCS, it's no longer a development period. You know what I mean? Like, I think you have two years max. Like, that is the max amount of time an org probably is going to stick stick with a team that's developing, that's not showing, like, mm-hmm. their potential. Um, and because of that, it just creates a, a situation where it's a lot harder um, to kind of mesh. And this has always been a question, right, in esports... Um, because the game only has three players, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like, is is there like a possibility that like five years down the line they're meshing better? You know what I mean? Like, then as opposed to two years down the line, like, like is there a certain point diminishing returns to how much a team can mesh together? If that makes sense. Definitely, I would honestly say that um, not even two years, but two seasons is more than enough to tell if a team is going to do well or not. Um, And if they're not doing, or they're not meshing, or they're not doing well after two seasons, then something has to change, would be what I would say. Um, Like, look at, I think, uh, Dig switched after two seasons, right? After they brought in Yukio and things weren't working out too well, it was two seasons, I think. All right, let's be honest, though. If Dig... If Dig just stuck together as a roster, they probably would have won another LAN. Like, mm. RLCS. Remember, they didn't lose Are you a talking game. Yeah, we're talking about before Yukio. Okay, right? then yes. RLCS yeah. six. They literally didn't lose a game to the finals, yep. and then they split up. Yeah, like that was. I was completely out of nowhere. Weird. I I still don't know about it. I'm not sure if there was more going on there. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure. Like at some point, they're like, okay, like if someone gives me a really good offer, I'll take it. You know. Well, I think that's that's the big thing to keep in mind is like you gotta also remember like what did that team go through? They went through Gale Force screwing over their contracts and them not getting a lot of the money that they had earned and and worked mm-hmm. towards. Then they come to Dignitas and there's obviously gonna be growing pains with a new organization, but they still managed to pull out a a big win. And mm-hmm. and moving forward from there, it's you then. Like I'm sure I I can almost guarantee there must have been some drama with that original roster between all the contract talks, right? Like I like in their two biggest seasons, they probably spent more time dealing with their organizations than they did actually focusing on the game, which sucks at the end of the day, right? Like what player wants to have to deal with that? Um, 
So if I had to guess, yeah, it definitely came down to some type of money deal, something on the like drama that just ended up kind of happening on the inside that wasn't too big or too too crazy or too personal that uh, ended up pushing some players away. I mean, and as well, like even if you are a dominant team, um, I think there is something to be said about uh, like because Kate up already had the chemistry with Fairy Peak. And he had this in his like you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. He might have thought, you know what, I kind of like playing with this guy better. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's a possibility. Anyway, uh, yeah. I would you like to close with a statement uh, of uh, your opinions in reference to? Um, um, I feel like this, this is much worse than asking for thoughts. <laughs> I, I thought that was that was anyway. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> this um, no, no. Let me say this. Um, Combo said you're, you're thinking that in general this is a bad thing. Um, and let me bring up this topic. I think this is going to be a tough thing to say, but I think sometimes endemic esports organizations are overhyped. Because um, some of them are really good, some of them not so much. But even the ones that aren't good sometimes have a really big name. Uh, and obviously, if when you're sitting on this side, you can't tell um, which of which of it it is, right? Like whether this they're treating their players properly um, mm -hmm. and all that. Um, but I think sometimes we we see big names. They're like, oh, they're leaving, you know, like oh no. Um, well, I say I think Rock League hasn't been hurt, right? At least with the like, as soon as Epic Games acquired the game, like it's. I don't think cash flow is a problem anymore, and I always and my 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 opinion is, where Rockley's in a position that with the right funding, using it properly, like this can blow up regardless of teams. Like you can call the teams, um, Tigers, uh, you know, Wildcats, and whatever other uh, feline you'd like to, um, and like we'd have a whole roster of twelve teams, uh, you know. Randa City, all right, make it Overwatch League. I'm just saying. Um, uh, but no, my point. My point is, at least, at least for me, I I don't see it as that big of a hit. Um, just because I know I I I've experienced, and maybe it's because I've been here, like in an esports scene for about nine, ten years now. Um, but I've seen when teams are falling apart and when a scene falls apart. Um, mm -hmm. and this in no way is any indication of that from my personal experience. Yeah, I completely agree with that. All um, right. It's one team who wasn't doing well that's now leaving. Yeah. There's a good chance they come back, they get another team, or it can just take over um, some org. But if they don't, then they don't, and that's fine. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Um, <laughs> you brought this up last week. Uh, is Ferris slept on? Mm -hmm. um, combo thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> just that age is open just as he slept on well because i think i think no. i think labs want to talk about it um but neither of us really have a, a full full grip on it because I, right. I know that you know both of them chasset and uh fruity are super talked about everybody loves them uh and everybody like you know will be like damn that was absolutely amazing what this person did um whether it was chasset dribbling past the entire team on a really aggressive rotation or Fruity being the backman and being like really defensive, but I never really noticed that people talked about Vera, and I kind of I'm kind of wondering if he slept on. Well, I think Fair plays is their third, so so that's definitely fair to say that he's not talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think remotely he slept on. I don't think he's been slept on since season three, personally. Um, so he, I don't know. Like I, I know you folks hadn't been watching super intensely especially back in season three um mm -hmm. but so if you i don't know if you guys know but so he was on the leftovers that was his first rlcs appearance um and season three was showing up on the the leftovers um that roster are still one of my favorite teams in uh in like rocket league rlcs history um purely because the Oh, excuse me. Um, purely because of what, like, what they were able to achieve on being such a like randomly put together team. I don't know if you guys know their story. Do either of you guys know their story or no? Story time with combo. Uh, I'll, I'll tell it really quick. I'm definitely like for folks who know it well. I know I'm skimming details, but um, so it was Snasky, Sicky, and Farah that were all together on uh, the what they were they called themselves the leftovers. Didn't have an organization. Didn't mm -hmm. have anything else. Uh, and they uh, what had happened was 
the, I think it was the week before RLCS quals, this before RLRS existed, um, mm -hmm. they, uh, they were, two of them were dropped from their teams, all three of them didn't have teams, they literally got together um, within like a week of registration for our, uh, RLCS qualifiers, and dominated the qualifiers they uh, they absolutely ripped it up they and this was actually it was kind of they were the example of a team that uh, a lot of folks said shouldn't have been there uh, i remember it was them uh, cow nose was another example of people uh, a team that was uh, said that shouldn't have been there because it was a uh, they had they happen to have one good play in right and and now they get to play at the highest level of rocket league and that's why they then eventually mm -hmm. created rlrs yeah now you have to really earn that yep Anyways, um, so Farah, uh, if if I can tell you my first like confidently, vividly remembered uh, watching live with a couple friends esports experience for Rocket League, it was actually Farah um, in week one on the leftovers. I didn't know any of the players, uh, and um, Farah triple faked uh, all three players on flip side. That's the Marky Duda, Greasy, and Cooksier roster, um, and he faked mm -hmm. literally all three of them when faking had just come into the game, and uh, <sighs> it was like the craziest thing ever. Why it blew up though was the Spanish commentary from the Spanish RLCS stream was incredible. Mm -hmm. um, it's just this guy screaming Farah, uh, and I remember like I'm literally <laughs> talking about it. I'm currently getting goosebumps because I remember it so vividly. Um, and uh, they ended up uh, yeah, so they ended up having a, a really good league play. I think they finished. Like, it was like four and three, I think, um, mm -hmm. and uh, ended up finishing, uh, I think, third or fourth at uh, the RLCS World Championships. Team disbands, uh, Farah leaves, the rest of the roster goes to Fnatic, and Farah ends up, I think he jumped around to a couple teams, but then ended up being at PSG. Um, mm -hmm. I still think he's the core of that team, and I don't know, it's a long story for one small point, but he continues to not be an aggressively flashy player um in terms of like double touches or uh, air dribbles or, or any of those like the big mechanics we think of he's a really good dribbler he he is and like that fake to me is still the, the pivot of that like he, he's really good on the ground um and he is just an overall solid player that consistently backs up the team when needed if you were to ever open his liquipedia page i guarantee on his like achievements where they show like where he placed in most tournaments um obviously most of it will probably end up being psg i guarantee minimum like three quarters are going to be top three top four finishes um and he consistently puts up that uh he's uh, to me he's like what we talk about energy is being that consistently high and safe i i heard you guys mm -hmm. talking last week about uh my my guess of taking the safe pick and that's not remotely why i took it <laughs> i told you i picked it because firebird was gonna rip up his last tournament but um <laughs> I think he is like the energy for his team, right? So he's he's consistently doing well. I will say, um, the World Championships for season seven, I thought he looked quite questionable. He didn't look great in my opinion. Um, but DreamHack, I thought he looked solid, super, super solid. Okay, I completely agree with that, and that's why I was wondering. Just uh, you know, wanted to hear your thoughts on it. And I think that was, that was good. <laughs> that's the big way I think it's, it's really important to think about. And uh, actually, I was just now talking about Volts <laughs> again. Uh, Volts <laughs> was playing in his uh, one of his leagues last night. Um, I didn't end up catching his stream, but we were talking about like the casting and how. He was annoyed because one of the casters in his league, because uh, he was in playoffs for the league last night, was every single time he would like purposely not flick or purposely like, drop the ball back or things like that. Um, mm -hmm. the, the commentator would be like, "Oh, like, like Volts loses the ball or like Volts misses oh. the touch and stuff." Like that. And he said he was saying he was getting really frustrated, like watching it back and listening to that because every mm -hmm. single time he was like purposely like dropping the ball back to his team um and like sure he has missed touches here and there but uh, i actually watched some of the bottom like he looked like the best he had ever played um and i think that's something that like as much as the commentators at least at rlcs level um are, are much better like they they generally do know what the players are thinking and what they're trying mm -hmm. to do um farah just won't get talked a lot about because he's often playing that three role because you have bluey um who is uh sorry fruity g's bluey um <laughs> and tbt psg um you <laughs> so who is um such a like a mechanical god and then Chassette who likes to kind of hover and then pull out one incredible play per game two mm -hmm. incredible plays per game um and he looks like literally the best he's ever looked at dreamhack um yep. i think that's the the big thing we you see with pharaoh is that he just doesn't have those those highlight reel plays often truthfully what squishy ends up looking like i would say the majority of the time in the world stage where he'll he'll often sit back and end up playing a three roll for most of the game and then out of nowhere he'll pull out some incredible like double flip reset over mm -hmm. the three defenders kind of thing and i think fair similar just doesn't quite do the same flashiness it isn't expected to yep that's kind of exactly what i was thinking his play style was and i'm really happy that we have the same thoughts on it but i wanted to hear what you said and i'm, and I'm i said it happy, yeah <laughs> Got, well, I got was... some backstory, some lore. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> happy with that. I'm a... Well, I was, uh, you want to ask me what my thoughts are on this? 
Uh, sure. What do you What do you think about player? player? I'm waiting for a player called uh, McCree to show up. That's all I'm thinking of. Um, yeah. Not even being pocketed by Mercy. What the hell? Not even pocketed by Mercy. I honestly, yeah. You know what? All right. I need one of uh, PSG's players to switch to Mercy. All right. You got to change your name. You got to change your whole definition, and you got to start cosplaying. Uh, like a certain Brocky Sports current president. <coughs> um, anyway, had to get that one in there. Um, yeah, I think I think that's a good. Let's move on. Um, all right, we got. I, I want to talk about uh, actually a little bit because we we're talking about appearances and I like uh, about how we like to have our cars look and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And so, it's rare that I find that like the challenges that we've had like in the game for the uh what's it called rocket the, pass. the rocket pass right it's rather i find that those challenges actually help you create a look um <laughs> but i actually you know what i followed one of them and i got something that i was like somewhat happy with so uh that was pretty nice i'm nice. it was all blue though right yep um that sounds like my uh my super glittery um shoutouts to the rlcs drops <laughs> <laughs> Uh, octane i have one that's specifically set where it's like super rlcs it's got every single drop i've ever gotten on there it's oh it's terrible but it looks amazing <laughs> nice nice i was well actually i want to ask you this is there any color in rocket league that you like refuse to play with uh generally green green interesting any, any, but as any a caveat that? to that okay um i was playing a couple days ago uh it was with let me let me figure out who it was with. Uh, oh shoot, I oh I can't remember who it was with, and I feel terrible about this. But it was two people in our uh, Patreon. Um, it's okay. You've played with so many patrons, like everyone now I, thinks they just shut up. it together, and I feel really bad about it. But yeah, I was playing with two, and we decided to do a full Gizmo day, where the three of us just played okay. Gizmo, and All it was right. amazing and so much fun. And uh, we found like, or we were just making these terribly looking uh, cars and I made green and I decided to go full out with the green where both uh, blue and orange team were green and they had green uh, <laughs> green toppers, green wheels, the ugliest thing I could possibly find, even the goal explosions green. <laughs> and it looks amazing, but can I just say that the green pirate hat is the ugliest topper in the game. <laughs> The lime green uh, pirate hat is terrible. <laughs> Actually, all right, I got a rant. All right, hat like that. No, no, I got a rant. All right, for the the lime color. Yep. I've I've never been so disappointed in my life when I get a drop. All right, and it's the lime color because it never right. looks good. There's no, you know what? There's one holographic. That's the only thing that looks good with lime. <laughs> Everything else, get it out of here. Yep, and that's entirely why I chose the the green color to go with it because then I could put a slightly different green as a secondary that was lime. <laughs> oh, it's so bad and it's amazing. So green is the color uh, the color I'll never use because right. it's almost always just bad. Combo, you got a color you'd never use? Um, not really. I I don't know. I think we talked about it last time we talked about cars. I don't really care over heavily about. All right, listen. So we need to find a color, like a car that looks so disgusting, Kyle will not play it. Buddy, I've even used brown cars, and I'm fine with it. I've used a couple brown cars. I have one that uh, looks like a lawn. <laughs> uh, I actually saw a really cool car on Instagram. Uh, I was just randomly in my Explorer on Instagram, and a guy made a Minecraft grass block by using the, what's like the pixely, like the pixely, um, is it the wood? Um, oh, yep, yep. Whatever it's called. So he did that. The front of his car was green. The back of it was brown. Um, it looked phenomenal. Like it looked so good. And he put uh, I can't I can't remember what he put as a topper, but like it was very Minecrafty. Um, mm -hmm. And then he did the um, the poly whatever pixel or whatever those ones are wheels from the the current mm -hmm. um, radical summer low poly. Thank you. Um, it looked so good. Like it looked incredible. <laughs> uh, and like anyone would look at it, you're like, yep, yeah, that's Minecraft. Like as soon as you see it, which is so funny. But yeah, so what I was going to say though is um, why I generally don't care about specific colors at least is I always, every single car I've ever built um, and put together has always been based around a single item so like i if i like when i've had white zombas like i will make sure there's a white accent and then i'm free to go with whatever color i want after that kind of thing or if mm -hmm. i have like right now i've been using um 
like so for instance if i'm using the energy decal that's when i'll use my red octane and i'll use like red celestials and like a red halo kind of thing right so like um i it's always like a sing or if like if i get like really nice i remember to speak of lime the first um like special edition grip strides i got the like the inverse ones mm -hmm. um were lime and i made my first ever lime car and it actually i thought looked quite good um but i'm i remember when i first got them and i actually like to them i was like oh my god this is like a yellowy snotty greeny <laughs> lime like it's not even a nice color uh but my car ended up looking okay with it so yeah normally i'll find a single item and then base my entire car around that i'll say this much about brown um i've i had a weird well we got when um Wow, I, f I feel like I just tripped over. Every my, th you know what happened there? My words didn't trip up. My thoughts did. All right, which is a completely <laughs> different thing. Um, no, the there's um, you know, you have different types of paint, right? Um, mm -hmm. so if I use brown or if I find like a brown color, I'll always try to get the wood paint and make it actually look like you have a wooden like toy car. Like that's yep. that's my goal sometimes, but it's very difficult. Because depending on the decal, it like looks great or looks terrible. I will say the corroded metal one usually looks pretty decent with the brown. Oh, I like corroded metal. No, I think corroded metal is a. It's. I think it's uh, underrated. But uh... <laughs> I think I've used it twice as like a meme. Maybe. <laughs> I, saying, I think corroded metal is underrated. I think you know what? I think I think it looks pretty sick. All right. Yep. You gotta find the right colors, and like they'll they'll make the de uh the paint job look nice. <laughs> I guess I've just never spent enough time building cars. Like I just never cared enough, sadly. It's all right, combo. That's, that's you know sad. what? Um, I, they, I'm, I'm turning into a casual player right now. Like I'm not grinding anymore. <laughs> Maybe cars become my thing. Who knows? Do it. Join by me. the end of this, no. Listen, by the end of this, you know, you know, we're gonna go. We're gonna jump into a match, and instead of playing Rocket League, all right, we're all just gonna be sitting around and role playing and stuff. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna make a tree. <laughs> all right. All right. I, I'm actually excited to see that. All right. Let's let's move on. <laughs> to uh, the beginner's corner um, with the focus on actually Spike Rush. So I said last week oh. that um, I finally got a chance to play and two things, two things. One thing, the game mode feels a lot more like soccer um, yep. or football. Um, football. Um, I don't know which accent was that. Um, when it went down, I'll just say it's my dad's accent and then uh, no question me um but uh yeah like call you down as a racist <clears throat> it's my dad it's my it's, i'm in <laughs> the thing is i can't do a polish accent those accents are difficult all right russian's easier to do in polish anyway um and then the, like the fact he's like was in england for a couple years doesn't help too it just it just really confused me, right? yeah it's an amalgamation of it, it is and now he's, he can't yeah anyway um <laughs> no the uh where was I? Yeah, no. It feels a lot more like soccer because with the spikes, it just feels like you can actually like carry the ball and like it's this weird like first touch mechanic, all right, which they introduced in FIFA 2013. Um, but that has always been present in soccer, where like you you kind of like pass from one foot to the other, right? And I think with the spikes, you kind of have that a little bit because you can hold on and then let go and hold on and let go. Um, as opposed to dribbling or catching a ball in the game is a lot more difficult to do that. Like you're never, you're never in the air, catch a ball. Well, I, I suppose at this point players can kind of, but like it's it's still a lot faster and it plays a lot more like hockey. I feel mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to spike rushes, which feels more like soccer, as I said. Um, that's the first thing, and the second thing is. I felt it actually helps with aerial control um, because all of a sudden you're carrying the ball and because you'll see people do this, you'll like jump off the side or jump off the ceiling and they'll like spin around and do like a perfect flick. And you're like, how do you do that? And then you have to try it a couple times. And you're like, oh, I actually have to get used to like being upside down and knowing which way to turn in order to flick this ball. And I actually thought it was really good practice for that. That's actually um, really true. Yeah. Uh, any disputes like really, on those two points? Uh, for the first point, um, I actually completely agree because it's with with hockey, you generally are forced, like the the normal game mode, you're forced to like control, but not complete control over the ball. Where like you can't put it behind you, you can't do too many things. You kind of can, but you're not going to. Um, 
And like that's kind of like the normal dribbling that we find in uh, like an average Rocket League game where you have a lot of control, you can deke out an opponent and do things, um, but you can't completely halt the momentum and then turn in a different direction and then you know completely change where where the ball is at a moment's notice um but in the spike rush all you have to do is jump and twist your car sideways and now it's uh in a completely different position right and it, it, everything's just different and you have so much more control over it but it also forces you to go slower with the lack of boost which is something that is pretty similar in uh in soccer where you can't completely go uh go at it right i yeah you know what i didn't even think of that but like if you're dribbling with a ball you're not going to be running as fast as <laughs> i mean if remember in, in rock league everyone's at the same speed at full speed right um <laughs> i know people who can dribble faster than other people can run but in general because you have to control the ball you would if you have close control you wouldn't be moving as fast so that, actually that's a really good point <laughs> um Maybe yeah, combo take take this. Do you think uh, there are uh, beginner corner merits in Spike Rush? Um, I don't know. I I I think I actually really appreciate your guys' opinions on that because I like when I play Spike Rush. It's a little like like yesterday. Um, Jared wanted to grind twos and we were losing every game, so I was like, we're playing Spike Rush, and so like we just like mess around, and so like I haven't seen a lot of growth potential, but I could definitely understand where it's like that that it requires instead of just like I know, especially let's say when if folks are learning to aerial, let's say like what's your first thought? You're like, I just need to hit the ball, like that's all I want, right? Like you just like you're training yourself just to hit the ball, you don't care where the touch is going. Whereas like at least with Spike Rush, like if you hit the ball and you stomach it then that is going to affect you so much more negatively than it would in a normal game. So it almost now encourages you even more to focus on how you're going to hit it. So I can definitely see that being a really big advantage for some folks who are uh, at least trying to learn a little better air control in that case. Um, the one that I saw that uh, that I definitely can see working is just you need to really, like, it's like a mental game of trying to actually, like, mentally transfer it, um, is truthfully flicking. Like, yes, you're not, yes, it's on spikes, and yes, you're not, um, you're not dribbling and flicking and stuff like that, but I think learning the timing in Spike Rush could significantly help you try to learn the timing of how fast your car is going to flip for flicks and things like that in normal Rocket League. Uh, so if that's something that you're that you're struggling with, maybe like hop into some Spike Rush games and every time you get the ball, like don't try to dribble or, or dodge or deke or whatever that's gonna look like. Like just try to flick the ball. Like just try to boom it where you, it's like the, the front flip and then press whatever your action button is to release it um, and see if you can start getting power there. And you can at least start understanding like the mechanics of what your car is gonna look like when it's flipping uh, with the ball still attached kind of thing, which I think could be pretty valuable and could be pretty cool. Um, at its core, I think Spike Rush is pretty cool for folks being able to like hit a ceiling shot when maybe they could never set those up previously right like any literally anyone if you could be a bronze i guarantee you can still touch the ball drive straight up the wall fall off and then dodge and you've now completed a ceiling shot right which is pretty cool and like a lot of folks uh, until they're a much higher level can't really do that yet um so i think that at its core is, is pretty cool i love that it gives folks that ability so i will say as well um Actually, no. I hold, hold, I want to. I want to keep focusing on the training mm -hmm. aspect of of the game before I uh, give my thoughts on spike rush specific uh, strategies. Um, I think, I think as well, the fact that it slows it down when you're in the air, like when you're flying upside down, because um, I think a lot of times when we're practicing, especially if we're new to aerials, right? Um, I feel like getting good at aiming with aerials and like where your where your car should be facing and stuff when you're moving really 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 fast is uh might be a little more difficult than like in spike rush where like oh you're you're kind of moving in slow -mo. everyone else is moving fast but you're kind of moving in slow mo so you get actually a chance to get a feel of like your brain's like like thinking like okay how do I have to turn this in, at this angle in order to get towards the net you know what I mean mm -hmm. uh, yeah. as opposed to probably like you know flying off to the other side in, in like a normal training mode um so i think that part's really cool <clears throat> well i would see if any other uh things we can possibly add to that to uh the training aspect um directly applicable directly one applicable. i can think of is uh learning air rolls and i guess the importance of them where it's a different type of importance but you're learning how to use them and how to control them um so i could definitely see that being 
directly applicable as um, just learning how to control your ball directly uh, in the air with these air rolls and uh, implementing, you know, putting yourself where you want to be would be really useful uh, for any sort of aerial or even just a grounded shot, right? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. And I'll, okay, I'll say on Spiker specific, like at Spiker specific, what I really started enjoying was knowing when to like release the ball. Right. How, how good does it feel when you flick it like hard? But you don't even have to flick. Like sometimes it's like release. Like I'll release and then Just hit it. Yeah. And hit it to turn and like, like you're almost like. It's this weird like you're attaching but unattached. You got that messy feet, all right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got the messy feet. You're just slinging along. You're deking people out. Oh, it's such a good feeling. And then especially when you know you're about to be crashed into. Um, it's actually it actually feels the same feeling as like if a soccer like when I play soccer where someone's actually about to crash into you and you just like toe poke you know what I mean like you toe poke it yeah, to your yeah. player before like you're taken out of the play so like it gives me that same feeling where you're like you're holding it and then you're like you release it right before you get cr crashed into so that person doesn't get the ball I don't know it's I, I feel there's some really cool interactions there mm -hmm. I gotta say passing and spike rush is so much fun <laughs> that's my, easily my favorite part about it where like someone you see your uh your teammates just chilling on the ceiling about to fall off go for a ceiling shot but like three of their guys are just up on them <laughs> and they just drop the ball and you're just right there to catch them drive in oh it's so much fun <laughs> and that's the potential right of like slow mm -hmm. it's it's like instant gratification for when you make a play right as opposed to Sometimes, like, you'll make a really good play, but the the other player in a normal game will have to be mechanically skilled enough to to find that shot, you know? <laughs> and it gets more interesting, obviously, later on, but, like, it just... I feel all the passing plays and, like, crazy plays, you, you just see it in Spike Rush a lot more. Like, I feel yeah. like you, you get a chance to actually, like, enjoy that movement. Um, so, yeah, I feel like all this long-winded, you know, talking is really me just saying, uh, let's keep the game mode in, please, yep. all year round. <laughs> Please. I think unlike, this unlike is... the last one. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, I think Spike Rush is one of the first casual game modes that I've genuinely enjoyed casually. <laughs> like, as a fully uh, casual game, I can just play with, like, whoever um, I want to play with, whether they're, like, way better than me, way worse than me, or my skill. I'm just perfectly happy to, like, open up a game of Spike Rush and be like, let's just play and do this random thing. That's, That's actually true. Really I I feel like like it there is some kind of neutralizer. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's it's not just oh I'm playing with this really good player. Like you can still pull off crazy things, <laughs> but because of the fact that as soon as you touch your demo, you know what I mean? I feel there's some yep. kind of equalizer there. You know? <laughs> there's still enough of a gap that like a bronze may struggle at like a high level kind of thing, right? But. Sure. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's closer and casual than any other game that we've seen previous, which is nice. Because that's yeah. my biggest struggle always is like my casual MR is like over two thousand, right? So like, <laughs> even if I want to play with my friends who are like maybe like plat or lower, like we're we're guaranteed playing C threes and it just stops being fun, right? <laughs> so yeah, no, I I I think this is the most successful implementation of a casual mode so far, in my opinion, from what I've seen. And I love hoops, but like. You get some good hoops players sometimes. <laughs> I absolutely love hoops. Uh, I really when, feel like... when, it's funny when Wabbit said like this is the first casual game mode that he like really like enjoys like casually. That's hoops for me uh, because hoops for me is like I can literally pick it up on whatever the day is of like do I want to play this very casually? Great, I will. Do I want to play super competitively? Great, I will. And like <laughs> that I really enjoy. You know what? I almost I I shouldn't say this, but like all of the casual modes have become competitive, mm -hmm. and I almost if ever if they do implement spike rush, I almost want it to be casual. Yeah. And I agree. not become a competitive game mode. Even I, though it's I, whatever. I don't think it has enough uh, I was talking to actually one of my friends about it. He's uh, like a mid champ. He's saying instantly he's like, This could easily become like a competitive like I wanna see pros do it. And for me, like I think there is like it's it's one of those game modes that there is an actual skill ceiling. Like it is uh like the fact that you have no boost and you technically can't aerial, like like you can only do so much is the way that I look at it. Mm -hmm. uh, but eventually like there actually is a, a, a real skill ceiling and that for me would keep it a hundred percent from ever becoming like truthfully competitive. No, but um, I, I feel like mm, would know that. I, I think I think for me though it's just it's it's not that like I ever want a competitive mode. I just 
I'd I'd never want to go into a competitive match of it. Does that make sense? Where all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah. like, hopefully, I don't think they think that it could ever go competitive. Yeah. At least on side axis, and I couldn't see it ever going competitive. It's interesting that you say that. You, like the way you're thinking about competitive is, it's, it might just be because of my previous like knowledge, but like. I'll see game modes like this pop up and people will be like, oh, that can become a competitive. And when they mean competitive, they mean um, like, oh, this is like becomes another game or like this becomes, you know, there's a whole scene mm-hmm. around this like mini game within this game, right? You got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm literally just talking about like, I don't want a ladder for it. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's exactly what I'm saying is like, I don't think they're yeah. like, I don't think a ladder is possible because there's like there is a ceiling, right? Like that, ceiling, that is so, why yeah. uh, ranked in itself is still successful because the folks who are at the top or the folks who are still innovating are still changing the game are still like finding ways to, to stay at the top. Whereas like, I think I have seen already people hit a peak in Spike Crush. Like it, we've only had it for a couple of weeks and I've, I'm yet to see anything new that I haven't seen already kind of thing, right? And in <laughs> some point, like in some part, like I, I came from Overwatch and I played before there's a competitive mode. And the one thing that changed is like when you do have a competitive mode right away that means if you're logging on like you have to already be warmed up and ready to play at the best mm-hmm. like your best of your ability like because you're you're at your max 50 50 percent right and you're trying to get to 51 right like that's that's where you're at so you have to be ready to go as opposed to if it's casual game mode you're just like okay whatever i don't care too much and i would just play if that makes sense yep because like even even in well I suppose there's some game modes where, like, if I were to play the 10 games, I wouldn't have necessarily hit my 50-50. But as soon as I hit that, that game's that game mode becomes, like, am I here to warm up or, like, what's my goal? You know what I mean? Am I here to... Because right now, Spike, Run is, Spike Rush is just, like, I can log in with whomever and play and have fun, and I want it to stay that way. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, guess, uh, I share the same sentiment. I, I would like to see that. All I don't right. know if I'm, like, mm-hmm. played enough to want it as, like, a full game truthfully but uh, i think for the amount of positivity from the community i could i would not be mad if it became a standard like a casual well like a standard casual game i don't want to disappear i want to at least come back every so often that might be cool too i'm i'm okay with that um but like sometimes sometimes i think you're hit and miss with these game modes and i think this is definitely a hit i agree all right uh i think with that we're gonna wrap up um I'm going to add to our next week, I would like uh, more in-depth, because I think some weeks, you know, we got a lot of esports stuff. Um, next week, all right, I'm gonna, you're going to hear the clacking, all right? In-depth, all right, beginner's corner, all right? That's our focus, all right? None of this spike brush. I feel like the spike brush has been, like, going on for three weeks now. It's been a saga before I... It ends tomorrow now, right? Is that what it is, I believe? Oh, I, I wasn't talking about the actual length of... Uh being able to play the game i was talking about us talking about it on the show. <laughs> um but sure um yeah no uh, well, it must it must end when the our talk must end when the game itself ends yeah that, that was totally <laughs> planned out and not at all coincidental um <laughs> that we are we would end our discussion on spike rush as it was going away all right um i think it's time to wrap up uh thank you so much combo habits for showing up and uh hanging out and uh yeah, well, we got, like we said, we, we teased a little bit next week about possible changes, but uh, definitely join our Discord, like we said, if Wabbits is on, uh, which apparently he's on all the time. Uh, pretty much. He'll be down <laughs> to play with you. Whether or not I'm playing, I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, even even if he's just talking, he'll, he, he'll you know what, you can sit there and enjoy Wabbits silence for like two hours, all right? <laughs> um, if you if you so desire. Anyway, with that, uh, we're going to bid you all adieu. Bye. That's my uh, that's my pro wrestling reference for the week. Bye. <laughs>